Hello, everyone, and welcome to a wonderful episode of Shit Thick Podcast. I'm your host... Season one finale. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to be... I'm your host... Michael, Season one finale! And the one interrupting me is your co-host, Christopher Beale. Chris, say hi. Hi, I am the great clown. <laughs> so, Christopher. If you've never listened to Ship Thick before, the whole idea of the podcast is that Chris and I read our old shitty writings from when we were young, when we were in elementary school, high school. Uh, when we were in early college, at any point throughout our history, really. Point is, we're creatives. It we, could be right now. It could be right now that we pull our shit. Honestly, yeah. Down. I mean, I write things uh, still. So, you know, and they're still bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the whole point is that exactly. as creatives, we learn and we grow from our writings uh, and or whatever creative thing you're into. Um, eh, but today, today is a very special episode because it's the big one It's the big number 10. And if season finale, <laughs> the season finale, if you've listened to any of our previous episodes, uh, you might have heard <laughs> us mention that we have a producer named Sydney. Now, without Sydney, this whole podcast would not be happening. So we thought for our big mm-hmm. season one finale mm-hmm. that we would actually read some writings from our producer. And she could finally, after such a long time, have a voice on this podcast. So, Sydney, say mm-hmm. hi. Hi, everyone. Hey, give me a little bit more than that. Uh, I just, I don't even know what to say. I'm just, it's, it's, this is why I'm not the one hosting the podcast. You're selling yourself great here. Um, hi, everyone. I am producer Sydney. I am the one who kind of came up with the concept and pushed Chris into doing this and then dragged Michael along. Mm-hmm. She deals with our bullshit. She edits. She dances for us sometimes. She does a dance yeah, for us. Chris, she Chris dances do for dance. me, though. Chris dances for me in our car rides. Uh, but yeah, so oh God. again, uh, Sydney, we're happy that you could actually finally be on the podcast. You've been editing it uh, for these last, you know, nine episodes. And you'll be editing this one, even though you're on it as well. <laughs> but um, as oh, as you are aware, as you have listened and been on, like, been in the background of every episode, you know we always like to, like, introduce our guests, let them give a little bit of a backstory, things like that. Um, so before we start reading your piece, tell us about who you are, Sydney. Tell us your backstory, you? your life story. Who are you? Give us a full uh, biographical film about you. Let us please know your traumas. Um, please include every personal detail. If you can have your address, that'd be really nice. Who would play you in the movie of you? Oh God, I don't know the answer Ooh. to that. I, I feel like I have the bio kind of down. I grew up in Southwest Michigan. Um, I was always really into reading. I didn't really start writing until I kind of got obsessed with Harry Potter. Can you speak to the J.K. Rowling situation? I was just about to say. Miss, miss. (laughs) Miss, miss. Please comment. I'm joking. I know. I'm joking. Everyone, everyone. Everyone, come to bed. Come back to bed, Sydney. Come back to bed. Do we all sleep with you? Is that the canon of your mind? I love, I just, that's my favorite phrase, is come back to bed. Oh, come back to bed, babe. I was actually just about <laughs> Let's to not like, fight. comment on, like, I accept the, like, story, and I still love the books, but I do not accept the author. And it's probably one of the few times where I'm, the, like, death of the author idea, I, I'm willing to, like, no, no, 
we like I'm, I'm divorcing the author from her work even though a lot of times so much of the author is intrinsically part of the work do you pirate her works now i, I please confess to your crime on camera i <laughs> <laughs> uh, i haven't basically since the whole thing with her response to the trans community i've not read anything from her so that was when we. i started like writing fan fiction though was i was obsessed with harry potter um wasn't even like fan fiction fan fiction i didn't discover that until a little bit later it was more of just like my own world with some of her elements in there um which will come back when we talk about this piece in particular then went to columbia college chicago and studied screenwriting and television writing then worked at broadway in chicago for two years where i met both of you i actually trained michael i don't think i trained chris <laughs> yes sydney not, no. sydney was my trainer at broadway in chicago and now she is my boss on shit so things have not <laughs> changed for years um and then moved out to LA right before a pandemic hit. So, you know, perfect timing as usual. And uh, <laughs> now I've just been writing many things and editing many things and hoping at least a couple of them are good. Oh, I do have <laughs> the two things that I don't, Lord help me if they're, I don't know if they're actually good, but they were accepted and they are being produced where mm. I've had uh, two theatrical horror uh, plays produced by Oofest. And, but I do have, I'm excited and optimistic that I have two other theatrical horror plays being produced in 2021 by Memoriam Development, which is weird because so I didn't ever, I hated horror films and I hate horror stories until I really liked them and was apparently decent at writing them. <laughs> so again, let that, that's kind of the whole lesson though of this podcast. Uh, so we're going to read this uh what is it short story that you wrote it's actually chapter one excerpt of a novel gotcha well again still let let so the lesson here though is that this will probably be bad as it's submitted on shitfic uh but you know you grew and now you've got two things that are like rocking and rolling so like that's the whole yeah. lesson of this podcast and i remain the only person who to ever appear on this podcast to not have something produced so <laughs> christopher i will say i tried to get you to submit to oofest <laughs> i mean i shut up but i don't know i can't write horror it'll just be like oh i got diarrhea and the diarrhea was a ghost <laughs> well i think we should uh probably get into our story here so before we start reading it sydney tell us a little bit of what this story is about what inspired it how you came up with it, different things. Uh, just give us the backstory of this story. So I'm a little embarrassed because I wrote this about freshman year of high school. I, I very distinctly remember um, giving this to a friend to read some of it and talking to her about the idea because we were both into Twilight. <laughs> oh, literary think, masterpiece. I believe Breaking Dawn had come out that year and... It was kind of, I don't know if it was like I had vampires on the brain, but part of this was one of those things, kind of like what I did with Harry Potter, where it was like, okay, well, why didn't she do this? Why didn't she do this? So this was a, still a romance, but it was like going to, like eventual slow burn, like haters to lovers romance. But the main plot mm -hmm. was actually like action, because it was 
I had a dream one night, and I still kind of remember this dream because it's it, which is wild. I'm seeing through the main character's eyes. I'm in this like very like snowy landscape, like almost this like evil villains like giant cabin. And I remember like footprints in the snow and tracking those. So I think it became this idea where this girl gets turned. Wait, she's getting turned. She turned into she's... a vampire. Oh, okay. I was like, not, oh, she's not, getting not turned. turned is she? <laughs> she's getting turned. She's tilted like a pinball machine. Uh, continue. <laughs> and that, so it's this girl who was always meant to be a vampire, and it's because she's gonna like stop this guy. Is this canon in the Twilight series, or is this your own knockoff? Twilight brand. Is this in the same universe though? No. So this is like Fifty Shades of Grey, essentially. Yes. Except lovely. I don't think. It's I am excited. Better, but I think it's worse in a very different way. <laughs> good, um, good, good. Not better, but worse. <laughs> I feel like that that should be the name of this podcast: but, worse in a very different way. <laughs> but, um, the, the like driving plot was eventually this evil scientist guy who I can't remember, but I think he was trying to turn all the world into like half human, half vampire. As you do, as you. <laughs> it was like the end of the world, and so like this girl has to like stop this guy, and he, she's the only one who can stop him. <laughs> I don't even think. <laughs> I get, remember giving her any special powers, but she like could stop this guy. And either he wanted to wipe out, wipe out all vampires, which is bad for a protagonist, but in hindsight, I'm like, you know, that's not a terrible thing. That's just Van Helsing. Or he wanted to turn everyone into this like weird, like genetically perfect half vampire, half human thing. And that's just Hitler. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> really, this guy's not great. Will we meet him? Is he Derek? No. <laughs> He, he's, he does not become relevant. It probably would have been 30 chapters. And then you're like, oh yeah, here's plot. <laughs> it's very much like Twilight in that way. They literally don't even meet like the evil vampires until like three quarters of the way through. Well, should we go ahead and start reading it? Uh, wait, do we have a name yeah, for yeah. this? Because all it says up top is chapter one. Is there a name for this piece? Nope, I did not give this. It just, it literally just says vampires because I don't think I ever came up with a working title. <laughs> well, then uh, we'll just call this Sydney's Vampires, uh, <laughs> chapter one. So, chapter one of Sydney's Vampires. Let's get into some shit fic. <laughs> I feel like the coughing gets longer and longer each time he does that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're starting? Yep, I'm going to start, and then I will popcorn whoever I feel in the moment. Chapter one. He leaned in, and I was ready. I was ready to kiss Derek. It was a- Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris is ready to kiss Derek. All right. It was our first date. My first date without my parents looming over my shoulder. They are way too overprotective, so every date I've been on- Every date I've had up to my 18th birthday has been supervised. Looking back, I wish they had been... What? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's up a, until 18? That's really weird. I don't think I've ever been on a date where, like, the parents were like, we're going to watch you the whole time. Well, like, <laughs> I mean, like, I know those for, like, when you're, like, 13, but literally, like, when you're 17 and you can drive. until I was 16. And I, oh that goodness. didn't matter because no one asked me out except for one. <laughs> I was going to say, I was, I was allowed to date at any age. It just so happened that uh, no one wanted to date me. 
three lonely people on a pod. Um, <laughs> I don't think you can claim that when he's living with someone. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That is- he got out. If it makes you feel better, Chris, I consider our car rides mini dates. Aww. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we share a bank account? Um, uh, Let's start with our- I will not contribute to it, but let's I will Let's start with our first kiss it. first and go from there. Looking back, I wish they had been there that night. I barely knew Derek. In fact, I met him earlier that day at the mall. He came over and started talking to me and then asked me out. Derek was hot, funny, and charming. It was all I needed to know. I like that you didn't define what hot means. I like that you were just like, Derek was hot. Whatever hot means to you, that's what Derek fucking looked like. Yeah. Imagine the hottest guy you know. That's Derek. That's Derek. Yep. <laughs> all right. Um, he leaned in and first. And for a second, kissed me. Then he moved closer as though he was going to kiss me even longer. That's when I felt his teeth sink into my neck. To think I had... Is this at Auntie Anne's? (laughs) Is this at the mall still? (laughs) I mean, honestly, if I saw two teenagers biting each other, I'd be like, it's just the goths. I've seen two teenagers biting each other at the mall. Let's be honest. (laughs) You know, I'd be like, oh, kids. Can I just say, I pictured this scene like at night like at somebody's doorstep but you can tell this was not written none of this was like explained it was just all still in my head to think i had admired <laughs> his perfectly white teeth i tried to pull away but then the world began to spin and all went black i fell right into his arms and he swiftly carried me away from the life i knew Pop- how does she know he carried her away if she is passed out well because it's God, past tense so, or is like, it that's the problem with this. Everything is like present tense and past tense because I wanted it to be in present tense, but I was clearly like telling it from past. Live your dreams tense to write in past tense. All right, popcorn, Chris. It is I continuing Vampire Sink, my dark twisted fantasy by Sidney or not. <laughs> okay, let's see. Seven days later, I wake up. Even though it is more like coming out of a trance, it looks like I am now in a hospital room surrounded by people. I don't uh, feel Is any she pain. in a hospital room or does it just look like she's in a hospital room? What does that mean? <laughs> is this the Collins house? <laughs> oh, so <laughs> once again, this is one of those things where it's like being told past tense, but she's also like looking around the room in the moment of like, <laughs> exactly. maybe I'm maybe I'm in a hospital room. I don't know, but I do know because I'm telling you the story. She's so fucking delirious. She's like, I don't know if it's the past and I'm thinking about, or I'm, I'm literally living this moment. Damn, this is good writing. <laughs> um, I don't feel any pain, just different. What? <laughs> I don't feel any pain. I'm just different. <laughs> well, I get. Oh, it makes sense, I guess. But no. Anyways, I don't feel any pain, just different. So I assume I may have passed out for some reason. You literally just said you passed out when he bit you. <laughs> and you literally got fucking knifed in the neck. <laughs> you got bitten. I was like, I, I guess for some reason I passed out. I don't remember, even though I she, just told you the reason why I passed out. She's like, it'd be like if she like went in the woods and was like, I touched poison ivy and rubbed it all over me and then somehow got this rash. I don't really know where it came from. Only when I look for my parents, they aren't there. In fact, the only person I recognize is Derek. Everyone is staring at me. Smiles on every model-like face. 
Once again, I like that you don't describe them. You just say model like. You're like, look, I don't know what a hot person is. So, <laughs> you imagine it. You're giving me so much credit. <laughs> I look at Derek again. And the last time I saw him comes flooding back. My blood turned cold and my eyes widen in terror. I am afraid and angry, but for the most part confused. Suddenly, a woman begins pushing her way through the crowd yelling. It's a crowd? <laughs> oh, I guess. It... <laughs> also, why would they just say nothing? You know? <laughs> like, they have to know that that is the most disconcerting sight. Also, just, why are they all there? If she's been passed out for seven days, have they just all been waiting for seven days? Like, I feel like I had some lore in mind where it's like, no, they knew when she got bit. They knew it takes seven days for her to come to and like complete the transformation. So uh, they know to be I, there. They want to see like as long as it took for. God I like to, to imagine they've the just world. been waiting there, and they're like, we have no idea when she's gonna wake up, but like, we have nothing else to do. Move! I'm the director. Get out of the way. Madison, you do that again, I'll send you to Wyatt's camp. Yes, I can do that. <laughs> She's so sassy. She finally reaches the front of the bed. For such a commanding voice, she was not what I expect. She wore a professional pantsuit that complements her dark skin tone and brown eyes. She looks firmly built, yet surprisingly short like everyone else. A model. <laughs> There you go. I like that you actually gave a description there. <laughs> and you have to make sure we all know she's a goddamn model. Because vampires have to be pretty. <laughs> if I've to. learned if I've learned anything from YA fiction, uh, it's that everyone is gorgeous, but doesn't know that they're gorgeous and needs someone else to tell them that they're gorgeous. Yep. Hello, Paige Lanson. Nice to see you awake. I'm Sarah Vega, the director of this camp. It's a camp? Where she went to vampire summer camp. I also like that the, the exposition here is real. Hello, Paige, last name Lanson. I am Sarah, last name Vega. <laughs> like we all do. Yeah. <laughs> what camp? Where am I? What's going on? Turning her intense brown eyes to Derek, she clearly states, You didn't tell her anything. <laughs> what, like while she was passed out? Oh my. Sarah was only around five feet tall compared to Derek's six feet. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Yet he shrank before her. I wasn't even sure I would do it. It was all instinct. Yeah, right. I knew you were gonna bite at her the moment you saw her. <laughs> at, at the fucking mall. You saw her buying jorts at the Gap, and you said, that's the fucking woman. I'm gonna bite her fucking head off. I just feel it, says a snarky redhead. By now, my head is starting to pound, and I am getting more irritated by the minute. Okay, everyone, be quiet and just leave. Except you, Derek. This is your mess. You clean it up, said Sarah. And I am not sure, but I think she called me a mess. Great. Beach, you just got mauled and you're like, wow. Did she was that comment necessary? Did she was that was that con <laughs> while I nearly died and have been in a coma for seven days? I'm like, okay, but that the mess. I draw comment? I draw the line at being called a mess. 
Things are going great for Paige. <laughs> Very good for Paige Lansing. Paige Lansing. Paige, last name Lansing. Is she going to find a mirror soon so we can figure out what she Ooh, looks like? That's coming. <laughs> oh, how did I know? I'm fucking Nostradamus, baby. <laughs> Slowly people trickle out of the room and then finally we are alone. Okay, now please don't freak out and just hear us through. We are all vampires. <laughs> what? <laughs> the most convincing dialogue. <laughs> I have had enough. So sitting up, I said. Also, this is not correct format. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, what, is... what the hell is, I have had enough. So sitting up, I said. <laughs> like, what? Grammar did not exist. Yeah. It's just like randomly the dialogue tags are in a different paragraph than the actual thing they say. It's great. Okay, we're done here. I try to stand up, but Derek just gently pushes me back down. Now hear me out, (laughs) commands Derek, (laughs) leaving me no other option but to sit and listen. Oh my god. Oh lord. The- popcorn. Popcorn, Michael. You right. get this full... <laughs> In a nutshell, this is what she told me. Derek is a vampire who decided to bite me, also turning me into a vampire. Trust me when I say this is not as fun as Twilight makes it seem. Ooh! Now- <laughs> Self-commentary! Meta! Some roasting on Twilight. Uh, so now I will forever be 18. Never changing, frozen in time. I can drink blood. That sounds pleasant, but human food is an option. It is not as filling as blood, only helps keep energy levels up. Wait, what? I can drink blood. That sounds pleasant. No, it does not. That that was sarcastic. She's supposed to be this, like, snotty, sarcastic. Where's the italics then, Sydney? Uh, See, I totally read that as she was like, she was like, I can drink blood now, and, like, that's cool, but, you know, I can also (laughs) still eat broccoli, and that's fine as well. You can tell this is just so much exposition and like this, i don't want to fucking you, deal with the world building yeah i also here. i also That's i like, like that you didn't commit to this being like a vampire thing because like one of the drawbacks of being a vampire in a lot of fiction is that you have to drink blood and so they always have to find sort of a source of blood that type of stuff and this one you're just like ah we can drink blood but also like fuck it we can still be normal people too and just eat normal people food <laughs> there's no drawback or really difference at all to being a vampire in terms of our food options and you know, I I love it in my books where on the second page there's just a full page of di- of exposition that's a plot dump. You know, I would I would have hate to learn this through like witty dialogue or anything. Knowing young me, this a hundred percent there it would not have been witty dialogue. It would have just been very similar regurgitation of this in dialogue. <laughs> In dialogue form. (laughs) Well, let's continue our dialogue dump, shall we? (laughs) Mostly we do eat human food, but only one animals, our main choice of blood, ew, is running low to prevent interest from humans. I love skunk blood. (laughs) Skunk blood's the best. Human food is not our favorite option because we can barely taste it since apparently we have increased eyesight, hearing, and sense of smell, but it's more difficult to taste or feel. Our skin is thicker, similar to a wall of bricks, so it is tough to feel through that. We are also incredibly fast and strong and can live through almost anything. Our two weaknesses are sunlight, which will make us burn, 
immediately oh. destroying us. Anything that goes through our heart also works. You know what? Anything that goes through my heart will also kill me. So <laughs> that is not a that is not that a unique separates vampire us and the vampires. <laughs> I you like that she's sh- like, <laughs> my weakness is sunlight, which is like, oh, okay, that's you know, that's a vampire weakness. And then the next thing is, if anything stabs me through the fucking heart, I will just die. But that is only unique to me being a vampire. Before I became a vampire, you could stab me in the heart stab all you want. I'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh anything that goes to the heart also works bullets steak knife you name it because because of the whole sunlight thing we are currently living in the middle of a frozen forest in northern canada one living option is in a camp like this one where a director keeps order and everyone follows their rules there are around a thousand vampires left total most are in canada some roam around <laughs> Derek does both. Canada, movies. the land of the vampires. <laughs> Why not Norway? Why not Nor? Isn't there like a place in Norway where it's like sunlight every two hours? I feel like this was an unintentional pull from Twilight because they have like Canadian vampires. So I think I was thinking about that. <laughs> this is a fucking. This is a conservation camp. <laughs> they are like baby turtles. You may not come onto into this forest. Because the the vampires are breeding this season. This also is just so much nonsense at the beginning. So much information we as the audience are being given. It's like, make sure you take notes, everyone. Um, I will not be explaining the plot again. Uh, Derek does both with his red-haired friend, Tiffany, and another girl, Brittany. No hair color mentioned for Brittany. (laughs) It's only important that we know that Tiffany has red hair. Brittany, Thank she was the snarky redhead. She was the snarky Oh, I'm I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> I I picked that up. Um, I just like that no one else. Their hair color does not matter. You can pick um, whatever you want. Oh, we will, because you know my only way of describing people for very long and still to this day is usually eye color, hair color. <laughs> and another girl, Brittany. Hence why he met me at the mall around humans. Big rule here: keep a low profile and don't interact with humans unless it's unavoidable. Like you're at the gap (laughs) and you see a girl across the way and you say, wow, I love your jeggings. And then I'm going to bite you. Do do you think I could take you to the Auntie Anne's at some point? Okay, hold on, Chris. This is an emergency. I know you're doing a bit here, Chris, but I'd really like to read this next line because it is some nonsense bullshit. Oh, my Lord. Oh, and my parents? Well, they think I'm dead. Killed by an explosive that went off while I was at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and my parents thing? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, my like, God. Did not oh, my age God. Well. Did not age well. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, what? What is... I, I can't... I don't even know how to respond to that. Of Just how nonchalantly she's like, eh, my parents think I'm dead now. He just calmly explained that to me. I mean, I guess, like, there's some I mean, finality there. <laughs> I would just been like, your daughter, uh, we've been we've brought her to this summer camp. It's a lot of fun. And you know? she can never leave. You're never gonna see her again. <laughs> you know? So don't worry about it. You know how She's like some alive. people go to summer camp? Your daughter's at life camp. Continuing. Apparently my body was destroyed beyond recognition. Isn't that lovely? Here is so. the biggest bombshell to me. I can never have children, and my entire future will most likely be spent here 
doing whatever I want. I am angry. No, I'm pissed. <laughs> I feel like she should not have led with the, uh, or ended with the doing whatever I want Yeah, part. yeah, like, no, it, it took away a lot of the sting of like, yeah, like your dream of your future is gone, but you can do whatever you want. <laughs> also, do whatever you want feels um a little not true, considering you have to stay in this one <laughs> shitty camp in northern Canada for the rest of your life. You right. know, I wouldn't exactly call that um doing whatever you, whatever want. you want. You, you, everything you took from me, I screamed, Derek. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I'm going to assume that was I screamed at Derek. Everything makes perfect sense, and I hate it. He's calm as if he doesn't care. <laughs> What? <laughs> it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Perfect sense. You suddenly realize vampires exist and you're like, yeah, this this, this is tracks. all clicking for me. This tracks. This tracks. I have worked so hard so I can go to college and get a decent job and get married, then have a family. And you took it away from me. I'll never see my parents again. Sarah looks slightly alarmed now. Paige, please. He could have killed you. You're lucky to be alive. <laughs> Said a surprise, Sarah, but I just gave a harsh laugh. Hold on. That is super <laughs> victim. That's like, hey, this guy tried to kill you and failed. But look on the bright side. Um, you could be dead. Also, so, like, did they did they blow up a movie theater? Did they blow up a movie theater? Did they like literally? Did they just yes. randomly bomb a movie theater just to be like, oh well? That's the She's thing gone. That I was like, after I read that, I'm like, ooh, girl did not think that through. <laughs> oh, it's like they killed, they killed 15 families trying to watch Finding Nemo, all for the goddamn sake of Paige Lanson. But again, like, Paige, Paige, please, he could have killed you. You're lucky to be alive. Like, it's just such a bullshit line. I, I don't even know how to respond to it. Again, it's like, I committed a crime against you. It could have been worse. So honestly, you should thank me that I didn't commit a worse crime towards you. <laughs> like, that's what that line is saying. Lucky? Um, you think I'm lucky? I would almost rather be dead. Everyone's silent, but I'm panting from the rush of anger and adrenaline. All right, Popcorn Sydney. Finally, Derek speaks up. I know it isn't fair, but I promise later it will make sense. I don't believe uh, it. She said that she did. She just said that it made perfect sense. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> I don't believe him. He has a reason, a reason to ruin my life. You're probably hungry now. Let's go hunt and get you settled. Which you you prefer, by the way, tree or cabin? Don't tell me there's fucking that? tree houses. Wait for it. I give him a look which says, are you serious? We can live anywhere, so trees are often a choice, even though many prefer the life similar to their original and choose to live in a cabin. But what does that mean? I, I feel like anyone can live anywhere. <laughs> like, are you saying, like, you just lean up against a tree? Like, what is, is this living what, in a tree Is this mean? what you mean by, like, you can do whatever you want? Like, in your brain was like, you could live in a fucking tree house if you want, man. You could be a fucking Keebler no, I elf. I think it was that nice. I think it was literally, like, they have inc insane survival skills. Like, they don't fucking need a bed. They don't need, like, blankets. They don't need anything. They could go up and, like, because they don't sleep. Oh, in so, a like, branch? So, yeah, Wait, you could, like, it's like, you, why do you need a house? You don't sleep. <laughs> well, if you want to get changed, if you yeah, don't want to be cold. I play video games in my house. I feel like there's a lot more reasons to have a house than sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the 
thought process. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that was the thought process. <laughs> would you rather have a furnished home or would you rather just sling all your shit up on a branch? <laughs> Kevin, I said, I'm tired now, but apparently from lack of food, I don't need sleep anymore. I stand up from the bed now and the world starts to spin again. Derek reaches out to steady me, but I flinch away from him. I steady myself and then walk out the door straight into the forest. There is snow up to my knees. I'm in whitewashed jeans and a nice green blouse, and I'm not cold. Welcome to the world of vampires, where you get that is. Clothes. I, I like that she just described what she was wearing. I honestly, you know, as terrible writing as that is, I wish every character in every book I read was just like I walked out wearing my jacket and my pants, which are these colors, and I said, "Hello, world." Oh God! What? It's, it's such what is what is that terrible Harry Potter fanfic? My immortal. It's my immortal. We're describing every outfit constantly. Derek leads me into an open field and then tells me to expand my senses. So I take a deep breath. My and God! Focus on the world around me. Hey Instead Sydney, of, could you expand your senses? I like that she's just about to fucking just, do this. Enhance, enhance. I just imagine him just screaming enhance at her. Enhance your feelings. I like to imagine this as a video game now. He's just like, enhance your feelings. And she's just pressing the X button. And X she button does it. To enhance your senses. You can tell I have no patience for like actually delving into world building and the, like how the powers and the magic work. Like it just happens. And we're just- Or just like it. having things make sense. Like if someone told me to expand my senses, even if I had magical powers, I'd be like, what? Just start feeling the wind. Ooh, I've, I'm, my senses are enhanced on my brick, my brick skin. <laughs> Suddenly the world seems to open up right in front of me. I hear all the birds, squirrels, rabbits. I see the doe standing two miles away and smell the scent of fresh blood. My own disgust, my mouth waters. How do you, what, like, you can see the doe standing two miles away. If there's something in the way, like, <laughs> how, do you have x-ray vision now? I think it's it's like zooming in on a camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh zoop. my god! <laughs> now, how about you go after that buck? Northwest, big but not hard to take down. Even more to my disgust, I turn directly towards the northwest, and I don't even know which way is northwest. I can't believe myself. I hate blood. I can't look at my own blood or anyone else's for that matter. Mostly the reason why I wasn't going to be a doctor. I like that that <laughs> line's thrown in there. She's like. Look, I wasn't going to be a doctor, mainly because I hate blood. If it wasn't for that, I totally would have been a doctor. So there's a little bit of information about me. I really enjoy the health profession, but can't stand blood. So <laughs> Also, <laughs> is, she a, is she a fucking bird now? <laughs> Why could... She knows... She just has an internal compass now. Is that... <laughs> she has magnets in her brain. I guess. Before I know it, I'm speeding through the forest, dodging trees, and easily going 30 miles per hour without pushing myself at all. I can see the buck by now. It's about half a mile away. Suddenly my body seizes up. I can't move. I'm shaking all over. I'm now down on my knees, yet all I feel is tired. So tired that it hurts. So tired that I just want to sleep. Derek just picks me up and carries me as if I don't weigh 110 pounds. Okay, so I weigh more than that, but nothing's wrong with little plus. <laughs> Can you tell I was insecure about my weight? Oh, my Uh... We don't have time. I'm sure it'll come up if we get to the mirror scene. Um, <laughs> as he carried me closer to the buck, he whispers, I'll explain later. Just use all the strength you have left to hunt. 
I'm not complaining this time. So he sets me down beside a bush about 20 feet away from my target. I'm an animal now, caring only about getting my next meal. All sense senses are being pushed to their highest limitation. I gather my strength. I crouch, wait two seconds, then spring, jumping the rest of the 20 feet, landing right on its back. The coarse fur under my hands, I aim and plunge at the, its neck. As I slowly feel life drain out of the buck, then feel my own return, my thoughts return to normal. I'm guilty, but what's done is done, so I continue feeding until I'm sure it's dead. I won't let it suffer. What a graphic <laughs> scene. I feel like that buck probably suffered. Just, uh... <laughs> Oh, You're yeah. just continually sucking the blood. I'm like, yeah, oh, no. this is very humane as it like <laughs> rives under me. Like, I also yeah. like, like again, we've seen this throughout the whole piece so far, but there is no learning process. Derek even says he's like, I'll explain later and I'll teach you later. Just do everything right now. <laughs> it's like, it's no, the training comes instinct. first. It's all instinct. <laughs> She just knows what to do. All right. Um, I extract myself from its carcass. Derek calmly walks over. Not bad for a first timer. It will get easier in time. I doubt it. I don't know. That seemed pretty easy to me. <laughs> he continues. Your reaction back there was from lack of food. If you starve, there aren't other organs to protect your body, so the reaction can be violent. You won't die, but it won't be fun. You should go to your cabin and get cleaned up. There will be a set of clothes waiting for you. I look down at myself and see I'm covered in blood. My jeans are ripped and there are holes in my shirt. Right now, Not your blouse. <laughs> Not the green blouse. Right now, I probably look like a model on the cover of Grunge magazine. <laughs> is that a magazine? I don't no. think it is. Not bad, I thought. Not exactly roomy, but cozy. The log cabin look, oak wooden floors, wooden beams on the ceiling, dark wood dresser, matching vanity, a bathroom with a shower, and a spa bathtub. Also, a full <laughs> living room and a table for two. There is a large bed. There is no coffin. Uh, oh, comedy! <laughs> I, I was hey. like, she is about to live here on her own, right? And she's <laughs> like, it's not bad. It's a little small, but it's cozy, whatever. And this is a fucking massive dream home for people. I'm waiting for Paige to be like, God, I wish I was in a tree right now. It'd be <laughs> so much fucking better. <laughs> Just to rid yourself of all your earthly goods. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I was naked in a tree right now. God damn it. <laughs> I wish to return to the bushes. <laughs> Let's see. There is a large bed. There is no coffin that was practically unused because of the no sleeping thing. The dresser was full of clothes, some simple, some eccentric, a few designer labels, and even a few beautiful silky dresses. So anytime I'm wanted on the red carpet, I'm ready. I go into the bathroom and wash the blood and animal smell off my skin. I also notice if I focus hard enough, I can feel the warm water gently cascading down my back i finish my shower and pull on some dark denim jeans plain white shirt and black boots <laughs> they all fit perfectly <laughs> one weird thing i noticed while dressing is my stomach which normally against all my efforts has been pudgy is now flat as a board also there it is there's the there YA part of this where all of a sudden everyone is beautiful always also my normally large thick thighs are skinny strangest of all Boo! Is completely Boo! Different. How time has changed. It's like, nowadays I feel like we're more like, yeah, thick thighs! It all depends on what your insecurities are. Because, like, skinny it's people true. want curves a lot of times. Especially for black women, a lot of black culture, they want curves. Versus, mm -hmm. like, I still see myself in some reflections and go, ooh, girl, no. But I'm, it's not healthy and I need to work on that. <laughs> and Jack Black wants for nothing. Uh, he is Jack gorgeous. Jack Black is great. 
Did y'all see on Twitter that post where it's like Jack Black can play any Chris Pratt role, but Chris Pratt can play no Jack Black role? Oh, Jack Black is a gift to us all. Uh, this is the We Love Jack Black podcast. Jack Black, if you're uh, listening to this, feel free to join uh, the podcast. I'm sure you have old shitty writings from when you were a younger man. All right. Um, I, I want to read this part because I have comments on it, and then we'll popcorn over to Chris. So. <laughs> When I look into the mirror to comb out my curly brown hair, which now has volume it never had before, I think (laughs) that it's someone else standing in the glass. Only after minutes of stupidly looking at myself did I decide that it was me. Apparently, I now have fuller lips, a slimmer nose, and my skin lacks any freckles or pimples or signs of wrinkles I would have had later in life. So now my not-so-tan skin looks even paler. Also, my extremely weird eyes are framed by longer, darker lashes. My eyes are weird because I have one dark blue eye on my left and a dark brown eye on my right. Blue from my mom, blue from my dad. It's the most. That is not how that works. I have Um, ever written. That's so YA. Not a scene kid. (laughs) Oh my god, the fucking. I'm gonna. I'm adding heterochromia to make my character more interesting. Yep. I feel like from from her description, she just sounds almost creepy looking. Like, <laughs> I don't know, if you're if you're a person that has no blemish, no anything, I don't know, there are like filters on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever that do that to people, and it looks wrong. Like, I don't know, when I see the, the pictures that the are like beautiful the, the perfect, sounds. you know, I'm doing air quotes here, but you can't see yeah. it because it's a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when people try to, you know, do the perfect looking thing with no blemishes or whatever, it just looks wrong. Because, like, I don't know, we all have blemishes, freckles, scars, tattoos, whatever. So, like, if you have none of that on your body, it looks like you're missing something. Um, let's see. I still smile when I think about when I was little and insisted mom always stood on my right and dad was always on my left. In spite of all the not-so-normal changes, I look, well... Pretty. Wow, that's going to be hard to get used to. Oh. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Oof. Fuck off with that line. Wow, it's a, it's such like a it's such like a fishing oh. line too. This seems yeah. like something I would say now. Well, and I don't think it was like me like young me fishing for like I want someone to tell me I'm pretty. It was more just being sure like if they tell you you're pretty, they're lying. So you're just like so sure of that like low self-esteem. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like it's it's the like oh that's <laughs> that makes me feel bad. bad. I want everyone to f- I want everyone to feel my sadness right now. <laughs> All right. Popcorn Chris. Ah, continuation of Sector 15. My big gay vampire boyfriend. Um, <laughs> continuing. That would have made it more interesting. Chris is about to write a, a new script right now. <laughs> you know, everything's a little better with a homo. There's a knock on the door, but instead of waiting for me to answer, Derek just walks right in. How polite. <laughs> He's so sassy. Hey, so I see you've settled in. Want to go to the community center? They have a ping pong tournament going on. No, I'm still mad at him, if you couldn't tell. Um, well, there is a movie or a musical production of Guys and Dolls or a baseball game going on. Wait, there's just a constant musical production of Guys and Dolls? Like, that's just, it's just what we do. 
The community center has all of that? Wait, vampires have a community center? Out camp does. I'm assuming this is to be our camp does. Our camp does. We have a large cafeteria to get human food and a community center so huge that anything we want to do happens there. You, know, Where are they getting the money for this? <laughs> you know, where, how do you get the money? Like, you don't need it, money if you're in a YA story. That's true. <laughs> well, I just want to be alone. Is there anything I can get you? There's a store not too far from here. Now he wants to be helpful. Insert eye roll here in parentheses. Oh my god, Sydney, the sass. The absolute sass of it all. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I feel like how you were like, this is where I could get like angst out in your writing. This is where I could get sass out. I is this your is this your constant inner monologue that we don't know about, Sydney? Is this how you speak uh, in your head? Not, I don't think so. I think every once in a while there might be a thing, but I feel like I felt the need when I was young, when I wrote, the characters had to be sassy. They had to have attitude. They had to have like some level of like angst and like hating everything and being annoyed with everything. Fair, fair, valid, valid. <laughs> Which actually not too far <laughs> off from an actual teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I like that all of us, if you look at our old writings, we have sort of the the stereotypical characters that you could see. For you, it's sassy people. For Chris, it's just the wacky, insane bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, it's the duo. One of them's a dummy. The other one is the, the straight man. And they go on adventures. Since you can't give me my life back, how about a few books? A sketch pad with art pencils. Markers, crayons, <laughs> colored pencils, <laughs> camera, decent, not, or descent, not disposable, laptop and TV with DVD player, and a few DVDs. No specification. Just give me, just get me Shrek just a bunch of times, if you don't mind. Uh, well, I mean, granted, that's very little. She valued her life very little that she's like, you know what? You know how you can make making my parents think I'm dead forever? How about a TV? Well, <laughs> That'll it's do. Just like, what, what was the point of this dialogue of just like listing off shit? <laughs> just letting her know that she's a boss bitch. She's I, I, ready to t- make demands. The entire thing could have been done with, I wrote and like handed him a list. <laughs> I also feel like this reflects, like, where we were at technology-wise, because, like, there was no streaming. Instead of looking worried, Derek calmly smiles and gives a carefree, okay, not a trace of sarcasm. I scowl at him as he walks out the door, as if he owns the place. He just said he was going to do it. I keep myself busy by cleaning up the bathroom. All the cleaning supplies are neatly set under the bathroom sink. Everything was sparkling clean and organized by the time Derek came back. I was sure to keep my mind on the dirt and grime. Nothing more. How is it already dirty? She took a shower. She covered it in blood. Well, that's not going to be everywhere. Maybe she wasn't very, very organized coming in. It's hard to say. I don't think... 
the feeding was clean and I don't think the shower after was clean. Well, if she just like tiptoed, there wouldn't be that much blood everywhere. Chris, I don't think she seems like the type of girl that's going to (laughs) tiptoe. It's true. (laughs) She's a mess. Once again, Derek knocks, but just walked right in before I asked who is it. Note to self, get a lock. Well, you should have asked for one. Look, it took a while, but I got you a bookshelf for your books. Now I am listening. Books always keep me interested. Strangely enough, though, he isn't carrying anything. I can choose between a subtle eyebrow raise or a not-so-subtle, where is it? I go for the not-so-subtle, where is everything? Wow, what a woman. Back in the van. We can go grab it all. I follow him back out the front of the cabin where a large blue rusty van that is from the 1970s is waiting. Groove! You own a... (laughs) Was that supposed to be groovy? Probably. (laughs) You own the mystery machine. He just chuckles and opens the trunk. We easily carry everything back into the cabin. Within minutes, I have a fully functioning television, DVD player with several movies. There's a bookshelf with no less than 20 books, a full art setup, and a camera that any world-class photographer would love, and a bright purple laptop. Where did he get these? When he was talking about the store. I like that you listed these things earlier, and now you're just fucking listing them again. Just to make sure, to make sure that he did not skimp out on this. And where do you get this in frozen northern Canada? <laughs> I assume when he said there's like a store down the way, it's like a Seven Eleven or something. Yeah, not no, like I was oh. That too. I was like, oh, it's gonna be like a ransackle, like maybe might be like a Walmart or something. But it's like cool. This is the only store for miles. Oh my goodness. You actually I, really do, get all this stuff from Walmart, though. <laughs> I guess from a Walmart, but I just I don't know. He may be a horrible person, aka vampire. Well, that's a self-owned page, darling, because <laughs> you're a vampire now. But he has great taste. Those two things do not go together. They do not contradict each other. Remembering my manners, I give him a small smile and say, thank you. Um, No problem. We have saved up millions of dollars in various accounts around the world. So spending less than $200 barely makes a dent. How I did, did not you... know how money worked. Yeah, he realistically, he just spent thousands of dollars. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. Also, that does not explain how they got their money. It's just like, we just saved it up in accounts. Where was I? We have saved up millions of dollars in various accounts around the world. So spending less than $200, that is $20 for a bookshelf, uh, $30. (laughs) They are mutual accounts. Anyone can access. All this stuff should have cost over $3,000, though. No, $300 is what the line says. Oh, three. So I, over th- I like that, Sydney. you went out of your way to correct the, like, $200 doesn't make sense. It should cost 300 which is still way off. Way low. <laughs> All right. Continuing my big, fat Greek vampire wedding. We have a decent discount at the store since we are very good customers. That's... <laughs> A 95% discount. I decide to think of a way of to politely show him the door. Only he beats me to it. I have to go do some things. 
I'll check on you later. You really don't have to do that. I made sure to emprise, em, not emphasize, emprise. Is that correct? What is emprise? I, it was supposed to be emphasized. But you said emprise. Sure. <laughs> I made sure to emprise this as much as possible. Unfortunately, he just gave me one of his charming smiles and says, I know, I got you unlocked, girl, don't worry. <laughs> he leaves and I head straight for the pile of books. Most I've heard of, a few I've read, all of them I'm sure I'll love. I lie back on my bed and start reading The Da Vinci Code. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, that Da Vinci Code, truly I, the I greatest. I hate that like the people in my life did not realize how shitty The Da Vinci Code is. Because, like, the actual coding and, like, research behind it is fascinating, but the story and the writing itself is terrible. <laughs> and, like, I know adults, like, my grandpa, my grandma and I think my aunt read that book. And so the assumption is, oh, it's a good, smart adult book. And instead, mm. it's a book you read when you're 13, and it makes you feel superior to, like, other kids your age when it's actually terrible. So now that we know that Derek has horrible taste, she's going to be very disappointed. Well, she also has terrible taste because she picked it up. Mm, she's like, ooh, this Da Vinci coat looks very nice. <laughs> right now, being a vampire kind of rocks. <laughs> wow, this is a turnaround. <laughs> Wait for the Other than the fact that all my hopes and dreams just spun down the toilet, that is. <laughs> and that's the end. That's the of end. Chapter one. Oh. oh my. And now, folks, now that we've finished, I would like to introduce a new segment called Scatology Lessons from the Shit. In this new segment, we're gonna say, wrap up like some things that we learned from this that we could bring into our current writing. So lesson number one, maybe pay attention to your tenses. If you oh, jump yeah. around, the, they will get confused and it will not make sense. So make sure you find one and you pick it. Lesson two, sass. It's hard to do. <laughs> lesson three, uh, love yourself. Oh, that's a high order. <laughs> Have you met Anything. writers? I mean, it's so they, they don't uh, bog down your writing and it becomes like a therapy session. Yeah, yeah no. I, I would put it more of use writing as therapy, but don't make mm -hmm. it where all of your issues are out there for the world to see. Like you can disguise it a little bit. No way. Yeah, and like putting yourself in the character and when it's just giving character depth. As long as it doesn't, yeah, because I mean, you know, I think all of our writing to some extent, we all put ourselves a little bit in there. So just yeah. know that it like make sure it's not becoming like a, a almost like Mary Sue kind of situation where well, it's like, like, let me let me fix all of my flaws. You don't want to marry Sue, but you also don't want like a pity party. You just want to make exactly. characters that are people and not uh, caricatures of your inner feelings. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let's see. Any other lessons from the shit? Uh, yes. If you're going to create a world with magic and monsters, vampires, werewolves, whatever. Make sure you build out that world and don't just have them doing things with no explanation. Or you just explain everything in the first page with a <laughs> yeah. giant block of text. Yep, yep. Maybe avoid that. Yeah, maybe, maybe spread maybe it out. Flesh out the world tell and explain how and why and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Show not tell. Like, take your time. Actually, world build because I hate world building, but I like fantasy stories. <laughs> 
And mm-hmm. boy, do they require a lot of that. Yeah, and then lots of more research. I don't think you have to get bogged down in research, but like at least do the bare minimum research. At least Google how much yeah. things cost. <laughs> I also like, I don't see it as much in this chapter because there's another one that is also bad. But I still got a little bit of like, you don't have to describe every single moment of everything and you don't need to take let like every scene does not need to take two seconds before it's too long and you move along. That's still a bad habit I have where it's like, okay, we had this whole thing where it's her first kiss and we should have this like very like maybe take a minute to better describe him, better describe where she's at, like more Mm -hmm. of her backstory. And instead it was just like, no, right to the plot. Well, I think. I think the issue is that we didn't really get any emotion in this script. It was all just like event after event after event and list I after mean, list. After I got list. a lot of emotion. It was just um. It was it just was all just sass, angst, it's, angst it's, and sass. It, yep. I got plenty of that. Sassy emotions where she was upset and she didn't know how to deal with them, so that is how she dealt with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, I think that wraps about everything up. Uh, yeah. so thank you, Sydney. Do we are we doing um shit fic movie club <laughs> or uh, whatever it uh, is? Good shit. Uh, well, I actually I do want to do good shit because I do want to call out this web series podcast. It's like podcast is it ours companion web series. I do want to just give a shout out to um, Wayward Guide for the Unseen Eye. They are it's produced and created by the Tin Can Brothers. They actually just released their final podcast today the heart's in the right place for the series and i love all the actors and a lot of the creators on it it was so fun and i want to just i want more people to see it i want to i've been listening to um wuthering heights but 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 by kate bush um i just i I haven't really been watching nothing this is a great segment (laughs) okay uh so i want to thank everyone for listening to our wonderful podcast I want to uh, thank Ryan for doing the wonderful song you heard at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, you can follow him at Rytuck Music on Twitter, Instagram, all that cool stuff. He's, he's out there in the world and he makes great things. You can follow us on our various social medias. Uh, I usually read those off, but because we have our producer on this podcast, I'll let her Ooh. do it. So Sydney, promote us <laughs> as the producer. I'll let you. I do like it. how I like how you made that seem like it was such a great honor. So if you want to follow us on basically any of the social media, we are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, and we are on TikTok. All three are under the same handle at sh underscore t fic. Make sure to like, uh, subscribe. Uh, again, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I want to thank. Sydney, I want to thank Sydney for hosting this podcast and creating it and just being amazing. Uh, I want to thank myself for joining in and I want to thank Chris for just being Hard. the Did someone most, say my name? Did someone say the my worst, name? It is me, the great Kalkagliacci. That a man could ever love. <laughs> um, Did so you shout out Samantha? Thank you, Chris. And I want to shout out Samantha who does all of our promotions for us. Uh, she's great. Uh, everyone's great. You're great, listener. Uh, just keep that in mind, that you're awesome. Share. Yeah, I, I already said that. I've said everything, so it's time to wrap this up. So everyone, have a wonderful rest of your night. I'm gonna hit the stop record button right now. Boop! Yeah, yeah.